We're talking about how if, if our lives are to be the utmost for Christ and if we are to full, be, live fulfilled and purposeful lives, the kind of life when Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly, it must be a life that's constantly willing to change. And, and, we, and so we must change those things within us that tend to keep us from being all that God wants us to be. And sometimes it's the safety of a group. Maybe your small group is too big and needs to, to uh, enlarge uh, by, by dividing. Maybe you need to make two groups out of your small group. Make, maybe it's become a large group and it needs to be two small groups. And yet everybody's comfortable. Nobody wants to change. Nobody wants to, to move out to do that. But you're not going to grow. You're not going to reach any more people. You're not going to, to, to bring in anybody else until you do because you have no more room. So that's where change comes in. That's just a, a little personal example of sometimes what we need to do. And sometimes we even have to change the things around us, the, the way we live our lives, the, the things that we do in our habits. And, and sometimes even in the church, we constantly have to be making changes to fit the circumstances, the situations that are going on around us. And if there's a need, we have to be willing to see it. We have to do something about it. And we have to reach out to people where they are and try to make that difference count so that, so that other people can come into this living relationship with the Lord. And uh, Thomas Aquinas once said, if the primary aim of a captain were to preserve his ship, he would keep it in port forever. But you see, that's not the purpose of a ship. A purpose of a ship is to sail the sea and to be something that exports and imports goods, bringing goods back to the home country and taking goods to other countries and so forth. But if you just want to keep the ship safe, you just keep it in port and it would be forever safe. And that's the same thing with us. If you and I don't venture out, if we don't risk, if we aren't willing to take any chances, if we aren't willing to step beyond our comfort zone, if we aren't willing to get outside what's normal, then we're probably not going to make much of a difference for Christ. And if we just protect everything around us, and for example, I know a lot of people in the church who, who love God and who come regularly, but the last thing in the world they would want one of their children to do is to go to the other side of the world in some needy place to be a missionary. They just they, that would just oh they just could wouldn't want that to happen at all. Why is that? It's because they they don't see that in giving they they gain and their their child can live a life of purpose. They want their child to be rich and successful, but they don't realize that their child will be rich and successful if they if that's what God wants them to do and they do it. And most American corporations die before they're 40 years old, according to the studies. Uh, that is, they, <clears throat> they start, they're successful, they do really well, but then they begin to go down, and by, by 40 years of age, they're no longer uh, successful in this world, and they die. Why is that? Because they didn't change, they didn't, and they didn't meet these, and that's exactly what happens to believers. We grow in our first First years as a believer, if we're serious, we grow and we learn and we advance and we, we let God use us. And then if we, if we get satisfied with that, 
See, most people are satisfied with a little group of friends in the church. When a person is, first becomes a Christian, you know a lot of people who aren't believers. And so you can bring them to church with you to hear the gospel. But after you've been in the church for six or eight years and you've made your, all your friends here, then you don't have any friends much outside the church. You don't know a lot of people very well outside the church. And <clears throat> so that's why it's important for us to, to reach out beyond that. I think also we must change our perception of other people and if we're going to make a difference in their lives. <clears throat> if what other, it doesn't matter what, what we are, but it's what other people perceive we are that determines their response. So uh, we must change our perception of ourselves and we must help other people change their perception. You see, the Samaritan woman perceived that Jesus would not like her but Jesus changed her perception by showing her concern and showing her love and treating her as her Lord and Savior. The disciples perceived the Samaritans to be no mission field, but Jesus changed that. And they lifted up their eyes and they saw that there were many people who needed Christ and could come into a relationship with him. Our purpose is to glorify God in everything that we do, and that means to enhance the reputation of of God. Now, no one can improve on God, but people's perception is colored by their views, their background, <clears throat> and their experiences. And often they have attitudes about God that aren't so. Just, they're just totally out in left field. And so we need to live so that <clears throat> they can see Christ as he really is, not as their conceptions are. Some people see God as a benevolent grandfather who just grants every wish. Some people see God as a mean <clears throat> uh, guy in heaven who stomps on everybody. Some people see God as so far away and disinterested that he doesn't care what happens to us. But, see, all of those attitudes that are wrong can be changed if they are around a believer who's walking with Christ and their perception is changed by what they see of us. And... I think that's really important. Uh, and others, see, sometimes people around us in the world, because we're believers, they think we're hypocrites because they've known a lot of so-called believers who were hypocrites. But we have to show them by our lives that we are not, that we are walking with God, and that God is very special in our lives, and that we are totally depending on him. Paul said he wasn't satisfied. He said he kept on reaching out for the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Change is essential for growth. Are you committed to change in your life? Are you, are you willing to, to let God lift up your perceptions of others and, and help them see the perception of God through you? That's true. Stephen Covey, in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, tells a memorable personal experience. He says that he was on a subway on a Sunday morning in New York City, and people were sitting quietly. Some were reading their newspapers, some were lost in thought, and some were resting with their eyes closed. It was a calm, peaceful scene. Then suddenly a man and his children entered the subway car. The children were so loud and rambunctious that instantly the whole climate changed. The man sat down next to me, Covey said, and closed his eyes, apparently oblivious to the situation. The children were yelling back and forth. They were throwing things. They even grabbed some people's papers. 
It was very disturbing, yet the man sitting next to me did nothing. It was difficult not to feel irritated. I could not believe that he could be so insensitive to let his children run wild, destroy everybody else's morning. And it was, it was easy to see that everybody else on the subway uh, felt irritated too, and that they were, were recognizing the same problems that I was recognizing, said Covey. And he goes on to say, I turned to him and I said, Sir, your children are really disturbing a lot of people. I wonder if you couldn't control them a little more. And the man lifted up his gaze as if to come to consciousness of the situation for the first time and said softly, oh, you're right. I guess I should do something about it. We just came from the hospital where their mother died about an hour ago. I don't know what to think, and I guess they don't know how to handle it either. Can you imagine what I felt at that moment, said Covey? My whole attitude changed. Suddenly I saw things differently, and I realized I thought differently. I felt differently. I behaved differently. My irritation vanished. I didn't have to worry about controlling my attitude or my behavior. My heart was filled with this man's pain. Feelings of sympathy and compassion flowed freely. Your wife just died. Oh, I'm so sorry. Tell me about it. What can I do to help? Everything changed in that instance. That is what happens when you and I begin to do what Jesus told us to do, to lift up our eyes and look on the fields and see the people around us who need Christ. And as we do, amazing things begin to happen. I hope you have a great day. Look and see. Watch for that person. They are God's opportunity for you.